sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. My name is Garrett Magby and today I'm here with Amy Hansen of the IPHC Senior Adult Ministries uh, consultant program that you're setting up. You're working with Discipleship Ministries uh, on the Senior Adult Ministries portion of our discipleship programs and, uh, and our ministry portion here in the IPHC. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, first of all, uh, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Yes, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to ask you a little bit about your background. Tell us uh, who you are, kind of where you come from and, and your experience in, in the ministry, and then also how you got introduced to Discipleship Ministries and, and, and coming sure, in as the sure. consultant. Yeah. Um, so older adult ministry has always been my passion, really calling um, ever since a young age. I went to Christian college, Bible college, and knew I wanted to do something in the ministry area. But even then in my, you know, 19, 20 year old self, which was over 25 years ago now, (laughs) um, I was interested in this area of ministry. And I started gearing my studies that way. And I looked for internships. That was, like I said, 25 years ago, that would take a senior adult ministry intern who was just like 20 years old. Um, uh, because I really, I really believe that God is uh, doing um, something big through this area. So, so I've kind of tailored my studies that way. My uh, master's degree is in gerontology, so gerontology is the study of aging, and I okay. um, went on and did like my doctorate in that area. And I've also worked on local church staff um, for a while. I was on staff at a large church in Las Vegas, of all places, <laughs> as their older adult, or we called it active adult ministries director. Yes. Um, And in the past probably eh, 10, 15 years or so, I've been really working kind of all over with churches and pastors and leaders on, you know, what this means, really the opportunity for the local church in um, unleashing this generation of older adults to make a difference for the kingdom. And that's probably how I began to get kind of connected with the IPHC and Discipleship Ministries. I know that they have a heart for seeing older adults mobilized to be kind of uh, kingdom influencers, if you will. And so um, I've been a part of the Discipleship Summit, both back in, we think, 2011, and then uh, kind of reconnected (laughs) again last year. And um, I'm now excited to get involved even more this year in partnering. So looking forward to it. That's awesome. And, and uh, you mentioned, uh, I just wanted to go back real quick. You mentioned that you said that you kind of felt the, you initially felt the calling into senior adult ministries in your in your 20s, early 20s, or was it before that? Well, like- I volunteered as a junior high or high school or something like that in a in a, like a local, what we call the geriatric hospital in my community, which is a terrible term if you think about it. It was like a nursing <laughs> home, kind of. Yeah. Um, so that was even in my teens that I felt like God was starting to kind of tug my heart that way. But then in those early, like 20s, late teenage years of college, um, I just, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be in ministry and I could do children's or women's ministry, but there was something that kind of said, hey, I think that that this is a cutting edge area, um, that God's um, up to something here. And so I just kind of kept going through the doors that he opened up. And that's, my passion's just gotten, 
greater and greater over the years in in this area. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. Well, when you were first talking about it, I, and I always find it interesting how uh, people first find their calling or, or get their calling uh, or how they discover what God has put you know in them as far as their passion. And uh, so anyway, that's great that you kind of started out in, in mm-hmm. high school, had that opportunity, were, was exposed mm-hmm. to it. And then from there, you just developed that love and that heart mm-hmm. for that ministry. Um, now, I want to ask you, now that we kind of have a little bit of background on mm-hmm. you, um, let me ask you about your heart a little bit further in depth about ministering to the older adults. Um, and tell us a little bit about how um, we can understand who falls into that category uh, or, you know, yeah. how many people does it represent, that mm-hmm, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fastest growing segment of the population are those in this over 65 age group. So okay. 100 years ago, approximately, 1900, life expectancy was 47. Wow. And today, life expectancy is, you know, close to 80. Um, uh-huh. It didn't mean 47-year-olds were old back in 1900. It just meant statistically <laughs> we all didn't live as long or we didn't have as many people alive. And so today, people are living out their lifespan. Never before in history we had so many people live for so long with the health and the vitality and the capacity um, to give. And I think that, you know, we have to kind of understand who we're talking about when we say senior adults or older adults or whatever. Um, uh, Certainly a portion of that group would be their frail elderly, like kind of when you think about some listeners may be thinking about, okay, like nursing home visitation or those who are homebound. Right. Um, important area of ministry. Uh, those are folks who have experienced a lot of loss and they may be um, dealing with their own physical health issues. And the Bible certainly has a mandate that we're to care for the orphans and the widows. Um, but that's really just a portion of what this is. They have right. high pastoral care needs. Um, But there's also what I would call kind of our senior adults, which I feel like those are mostly a part of the builder generation. Builders are those born before 1945. So the builder generation lived through things like World War II and the Great Depression. Um, And so in many of our churches, if we've had a senior adult ministry over the years, it's really been geared towards those in that age group. Okay. So um, some of your listeners may kind of think, oh, you know, we've had potluck luncheons for our seniors or we've taken bus trips for the senior adults. And those have been great ministries to kind of create fellowship and combat loneliness and help people find purpose. Um, and they're still doing some really great things. Uh, but then there's a group that I call the new old. Um, and I'm not <laughs> suggesting you go start a ministry and put it in your bulletin or your program and call it the new old. But these are primarily baby boomers. See, the okay. oldest baby boomer, baby boomers are defined as being born between 1946 to 1964. 64. So it makes the oldest boomer right now 72. 72. And then in, in 2018. Yes, yes. And baby boomers um, are a different generation. And even though they're in these approaching these retirement years, they are not approaching aging the same way. So for one thing, most boomers will say, we don't like the word senior. We don't want to have anything to do with being old. They're very much into kind of denying that. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're right or for wrong. We probably have some boomers listening, so I'm not getting (laughs) on to you. Um, It's just a reality. And and for leaders in churches, you know, if someone if someone doesn't like being called a senior, we're not going to just be able to pull them into our senior group or our senior class. Right. Um, 
boomers are retiring differently. Some of them are leaving their corporate job and now they're going to go start a little nonprofit. Um, they're, they're very interested in kind of like making a difference with their life. Um, they're dealing with things like caring for their own aging parent, or maybe they have adult children who are moving back home. Um, empty nesters that they now are. So these are all life issues that may be very different for them as a 60-year-old than, let's say, an 85-year-old who's a part of that seniors ministry. So yeah. I say all that to say, wow, we have a huge, huge group of people yeah. um, with varying needs. They've come from different places. And I think what comes with that is a lot of opportunity, too. Lots of opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and you know, you bring up kind of an interesting uh, perspective that I I can't say that I've really thought through, but but I mean now that you're mentioning it, like it makes complete sense because I've been, I've noticed I've noticed that that little bit of a difference in in uh, in ages there. Like for instance, my dad falls into that category um, where he was born in those years to be a, a baby boomer. Um, he's he's of retirement age, mm-hmm. but right now literally working like what you just said on a nonprofit. I mean. <laughs> So you basically described like someone like my dad, who's still, uh, you know, he's got a lot of stuff that he wants to do. He's got yep. a lot of stuff that he's he's headed towards, um, and probably wouldn't consider himself in a senior category, even though he's already hit the senior status and can get the right. discount at the right. fair or all that kind of thing. Right. Um, and so it really does it really does call for a, a, um, a, a I would say a better understanding of mm-hmm. what type mm-hmm. of ministries mm-hmm. uh, are necessary. Now let me ask you this. Um, with this in mind, what are some of the best ways, and, and I'm going to tie this kind of back into um, our focus this year mm-hmm. on all generations, but what are some of the ways that we can we can kind of bridge bridge between all generations uh, any type of, of, you know, gap that they might, that might be perceived or something like that, but also bring everybody into a community together where, where everyone's feeling included. Uh, people aren't feeling like they're being pushed into a category. They don't feel like that they're there themselves. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and some of the things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tall order, right? It's a challenge. It is, yeah. Um, but I think I think very biblical, you know, the Corinthians talks about, you know, needing everybody as a part of the body of Christ. Yes. You know, that we, somebody's the ear and somebody's the hand or whatever. And so we don't want to say, oh, well, you're more important if you're of this age. Um Everybody's valuable here. Everybody's. We need every. We need every age, um, every piece to really be a healthy. I think, uh, healthy church. Yes. Um, so to kind of go with your question, like, well, how how do we kind of help everybody fit? And um, you know, we have to kind of, I think, let go of the mindset that in order to grow a church. We have to reach, you know, a certain age. Like we've got to reach young families if we want to be a growing church. Oh right. my, I would say definitely we want to emphasize that. Um, but we can we can grow a church by reaching all age groups. Just because yes. somebody's over the age of fifty five or over sixty doesn't mean they're yet a Christ follower. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't want people to feel marginalized. Like you know, okay, you're not you're not as valuable here any anymore. And I think there's little things to do with that or to help with that. You know, one would be when we're teaching a lesson or we're preaching a sermon or we're leading a small group. Um, you know, make sure we're using an example or an illustration that relates to all different aspects of life. I mean, and that can happen right, in a split right. second. You know, where we give an example of the 
the person that's caring for their aging parent and the person that's raising teenagers and the single adult who's dealing with a, a coworker, you know, and we lump all that into talking about whatever our topic is, selfishness and how to live a selfless life for Christ. Right. Um, so that's, I think, one way. I think a second way is when we, we mobilize people on a mission together, that we're all, you know, we're all about influencing our world for Christ and for his kingdom. Right. And we can do this, you know, we can do this side by side. Um, so we work together on whatever the project might be, packing backpacks for that underprivileged school or helping at the homeless mission or whatever. Um, right. And the 70-year-old right. is working right alongside the 30-year-old. And, you know, when we do stuff like that, uh, even stereotypes get broken down because now you're, you're serving together on this same project and it doesn't matter that the young person has all these tattoos and it doesn't matter that the old person, you know, drove slow or whatever. Right. Because now we're, hey, we're both working to accomplish this goal and we're both needed here. And I think those are some ways that we really bridge kind of some of those generational gaps. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and, and uh, I, I liked, I liked the, the uh, um, emphasis that you put on the fact that, you know, the, the scripture does talk about how everybody's a different part of the body, but we're all working together mm-hmm. of the same body. The emphasis on that, not necessarily categorizing people by you know age or where they're at in life in that sense, but more so, uh, what is your calling? Where does the Lord have you right now? Do you have, like if let's say you're retired, well, that means maybe you've got some hours during the day that somebody else who's still working right. doesn't. Still, stuff needs to be done, like packing mm-hmm. those those gift mm-hmm. bags or whatever it is uh, that's going on. You know, stuff in the, we just had Easter recently. Stuff in the Easter sure. eggs for, for the Easter egg hunter, and and I think that uh, I think that that's important. Like what you you mentioned, it really does. You bring people together, working for the same cause, the same goal, mm-hmm. and it it and just makes sense mm-hmm. because now there isn't that the difference. You know, mm-hmm. and and I'll I'll, I'll say that uh, in some of the events that I've I've been a part of of my church. Um, uh, Fortunately, we've we've had the opportunity to where you know we will have retirees who are probably would consider themselves uh, senior adult ministry. Uh, you know what we would we would label that as, but they're coming to you know the the Mother's Day luncheon that we're having or whatever it is to to help serve with you know a teenage kid who just uh, was able right. to to get out of school early enough to mm-hmm. come help or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think that I think that that does have such an impact that um, that when you start looking at it, because sometimes you're right we kind of lump these these mm-hmm. categories together mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. don't always mm-hmm. allow for that. So yeah. um, I do want to ask you, kind of running uh, short on time here, but let me ask you: do you have any final thoughts or um, things that the Lord has put on your heart you want to share with our listeners uh, <laughs> as you're moving into uh, this new position and, and and helping get the focus uh, to have a more effective. Uh, ministry mm-hmm. um, in this capacity. Just kind of give us a, a, a final word if you have one. Oh, man. Um, just <laughs> one final word. It can um, be multiples. It doesn't have to be just You know, one. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, for one one thing is, you know, we ourselves are going to have to think about um, how to help change the culture of aging or the perception of it. Because our world really feeds the idea that, especially, well, yeah, especially like in America, but even the world, that um, being younger is better and, uh, you know, you better color your hair and hide your wrinkles. And this isn't a, this isn't a biblical concept, 
but it's crept into the church. Sometimes I'll hear people say, you know, I've done my time. I've paid my dues. It's time to let someone younger do it. And that's that that's that cultural idea from the world that sort of crept into our Christian community. And I think I think we can be sort of culture changers with that when we begin to show, you know, no, this this very well may be the most significant time of your life. What if God intends to do some of his best work through you at the age of 60 and 70? Certainly there's biblical examples of that. You know, yes. Caleb and Joshua 14 was, Joshua chapter 14 was, um, you know, one of those spies that Moses sent in and came back. And then, you know, they had to wander 40 more years in the desert, but Caleb was promised that land. And so it says, you know, he's 85 years old, Yeah. Um, but he, but he took that mountain, had one of his greatest achievements at that moment. And there's there's lots of those in the Bible, but there's lots of those in our churches. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would I would encourage people, be looking for that. Be looking for those heroes kind of that are in the retirement years that are really, you know, giving their life away. Maybe it's just giving their life away by inviting their neighbor over and having dinner with them and conversations or it's serving in some capacity. Um but we start to kind of showcase that, oh, this is, this is what it means to be retired. This is what it means to live effectively for Christ at this yeah. season in our life. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, Amy, I am so glad that you're with us. I'm so glad that you're, you're here with the IPHC working in this capacity and helping discipleship with this and, and really helping uh, uh, us focus as a, as a church body on, on these important um, uh, aspects of ministry that need to be need to be looked at and we also you know there's a lot of times that we can we can improve on what we've already been building on by realizing some things like what you've talked about with us today um, and also I really appreciate you sitting down with us and talking sure. through this and it's been awesome meeting you today this is the first time I've, I've got a chance to meet you and I know that uh, you're getting to meet everybody around the building yeah. here in the GMC and whatnot but thank you so much and hopefully in the future we'll have a chance to talk again and and uh, of course you'll be getting settled in as, as mm-hmm. the consultant and whatnot and Um, I really appreciate your, your heart for this ministry. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.